much is going on, Leah? So much is going on. Leah, this is our first live show. Usually we have to go back in and edit out things Leah says, so be careful, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm definitely the problem of <laughs> the two like of the us, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, we are so excited to to be here and to be with this bunch of people and also to be talking about this specific movie because, honestly, I can't think of one that I liked better this year. Can you, Brendan? I can think of a few, Leah, but <laughs> this one did have a lot of aliens in it, and everyone knows I'm an alien guy. So welcome to the Heavy Metal Magazine, the podcast, uh, and uh, special the ma- crossover event. Special yes. crossover, we'll call special it. Special crossover event. Something. I know, you couldn't, think, you couldn't think of the exact <laughs> words, but we are so excited to be doing this with our friends from Magical at the Movies. Hi, everybody. Hello. For this and one, I've been binging the show all day. I've been listening to you guys talk about movies, and I, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I yeah. very, I have a couple hot takes. <laughs> but, <laughs> a couple hot takes. I like hot <laughs> takes. I can't wait for your hot takes. <laughs> which, which hot take uh, specifically? You know, maybe uh, something. I was looking. This yeah. movie looks a little bit like another movie that we bring up often on this show. <laughs> it's got to be Independence Day, right? <laughs> oh, man. Superman's a cooler alien than the aliens that were on this. But anyway, we're going to continue. Sorry, Hang Brian. on, hang on, hang on. So I think, obviously, the hot takes are going to be happening. But we should go around the room. And I'm going to say that I'm Rob Schulte. We've got our producer, Jeremy, here. Jeremy, please say hello. Hello, everybody. Leah? Hi, this is Leah. Brendan? <laughs> Brendan. Rob Federick. What is up? And Peter Madrigal. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. <laughs> Crossover edition. Crossover yes. edition, baby. I love yes. it. We've covered all the bases. There we go. There we go. Okay. So, all right. Okay. We're talking hot takes. We're talking the tomorrow war which yeah. might be the hottest movie of 2021 look it's already getting a sequel so that's, that's true. something Ooh, yeah. i think it is the hottest movie of 2021 mm-hmm. I mean, oh man except for when sexy. they go to the north pole but we'll get there. <laughs> um now where we we do things a certain way on magical at the movies where right up top i like to read the back of the box mm-hmm. now let me ask you a question, guys. Did you think I was able to find a VHS copy of The Tomorrow War? I'd say no. Yes. Absolutely. Wait, wait, wait. I got to ask you a question here, Rob. Yes. Did you jump back in time <laughs> and bring this movie to like, you know, and make a VHS copy somehow? That well, suddenly, like, you know, like they would blow people's minds and then like 92 if you just release this movie. <laughs> I believe be shocked. They'd be like, did you real use like real horses for the animals? <laughs> <laughs> you imagine this like back in the 80s? They're like, yeah, like, like what the fuck? Let's see your arms. Do, can we see if you have any of those devices on your arms? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the answer is yes, Rob. I did jump back in time. I was able to get the VHS copy of the Tomorrow War. Not sure how that science works, much like in this movie. But um, I feel like I should read the back of the box right now since I have it, just to give any of our viewers and listeners an idea of what's in store. And it goes a little something like this. 
The world is stunned when a group of time travelers arrive from the year 2051 to deliver an urgent message. 30 years in the future, mankind is losing a global war against a deadly alien species. The only hope for survival is for soldiers and civilians from the present to be transported to the future and join the fight. Among those recruited is high school teacher and family man Dan Forrester, played by Chris Pratt. Determined to save the world for his younger daughter, Dan teams up with a brilliant scientist, Yvonne Shafsky, and his estranged father, J.K. Simmons, in a desperate quest to rewrite the fate of the planet. I mispronounced one of those names. Probably J.K. Simmons. <laughs> the middle one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, where... Do we start? Rob, do you have a rating system for today's movie? This I, I do have a rating uh, system for this one. And I don't know if I would say it's a punch yourself in the face movie, guys. I would say it's, uh, you know, maybe a light little smack on the cheek. Uh, or, uh, and I'll explain why. A little, little light tap on the cheek uh, to gently ease yourself into this movie. Because I will say, as interesting and entertaining as i thought it was uh there's a couple things that fell apart for me and i'll and i'll bring that up Hmm. but but other than that i i did enjoy it i am i am you know open for debate with any of you guys if you guys feel to punch yourself in the face movie but i'll leave that to you guys okay (laughs) leah leah do you think it's punch yourself in the face that means like if you haven't seen it punch yourself in the face you gotta see this movie Oh, I was going the opposite way with it. I was like, oh, I, this movie's making me want to punch myself in the face. No, I don't blame people. If you haven't seen it yet, this is obviously going to get you to see it. I don't think it was like the kind of thing where you had to stop your life to see it the second it came out, because I had very low expectations for it. But I think it's definitely like punch yourself in the arm. Like definitely like shake yourself a little bit and get yourself over to your Amazon Prime subscription so that you can watch it. Like it's definitely a like, you know, get your life right type of movie. <laughs> Uh, I give it a, a caress, <laughs> a caress on the shoulder, like just go. a little, like, hey man, check this out. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to, I'm not forcing anyone. Okay, so let's start like initial thoughts, Leah. You and I, I think, connected over this movie first because <laughs> I think we both shared something on Instagram, and I was like, yes, this movie rules. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yeah, it, exactly that. So I watched it. I work at a website called decider.com. And so I do our video reviews there called stream it or skip it. And so I went into this one being like, this is definitely going to be a skip it. I thought like, there's no chance. And I will tell you the exact scene when we get there that I was like, this is a thousand percent a stream it. I love this movie. It's just the most fun that I have had watching a movie. I was laughing. I was cheering. I could not get enough of this movie. And I you just were crying probably. I was Stop crying. Moments. I got very emotional. There's a couple scenes where I got very emotional. I certainly wasn't expecting that. It was it took me on a ride and I I don't want to say I never wanted it to end because again I do think movies should never be over two hours, but Ooh. it's still <laughs> it's, it took me on a ride that I enjoyed very much. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Brendan? I, you know, it won me over with one thing that I think only because it was on a streaming service, perhaps the kills were absolutely brutal. It's it's like a it's it's a PG thirteen movie through and through. They don't say the F word. They don't. There's n- not anything else. 
But then when the people start dying, they're ripped in half. There's blood everywhere. And I'm like, this, this is awesome. It's like a big blockbuster movie. But then they added like these horrific ways to die. Like when they're falling from space, one guy just like nails the edge of a building. His spine cracks in half. I'm like, oh, yeah, sign me up on this part. It was a very Titanic-esque yeah. sort of death. There. Oh, yeah. It was the, the beam guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he yeah. falls down. Yeah. I was uh, a big fan of the kills. Peter, overall initial impressions? Initial impressions. One sitting? What? (laughs) A movie shouldn't be over two hours? Do you not like Titanic? (laughs) Do you not like Lord of the Rings? The God of the These are very deep. Titanic, I've I've only seen maybe twice. Maybe three times. Like, I don't go back and watch Titanic. I I don't know. Absolutely not. All right, all right. I've seen the King Winslet scene about... 2,000 times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, this is really fit, like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Rob? My initial, my initial thoughts on this movie. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, it's, it's like Superman 2 meets Aliens meets <laughs> yeah. Man of Steel meets um, Santa Claus the movie. All of some of these movies we already reviewed. <laughs> I mean, this, this thing was amazing. Yes. Okay. But there were some parts in there that was just like, okay, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna make the vial and make the stuff and do the stuff and the thing. And yeah. then, okay, I know how. And I knew right at the beginning they were setting up the dad to fly them over somewhere. It was gonna be set up, and I knew it was coming. But that ending when they finally kill the creature. And then the uh, what's his name? Was it Charlie? Lays down with them, and he's like, yeah. "Okay, let's yeah. just take." Time. And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> perfect. Yes, I loved it." But also, there were—I I will agree with you, Rob. There were some, some moments, moments, some moments, some moments. Well, so uh, I, I guess I can jump in and tell, give my two cents on this. So, I, look, I actually, as I was watching this movie, I kind of felt bad that I wasn't in a movie theater eating popcorn, yeah. watching mm. this on a big screen. You know what I mean? That was my first impression with everything. And honestly, traditional summer blockbuster. Yes. It is. It is a total yeah, big popcorn movie. I feel like maybe I would have enjoyed it on a different level <laughs> had I seen it on the big screen. Um, I, I, I was expecting to say what a lot during it, but honestly, I, I kind of was along for the ride. Now, as a director, I saw some things that jumped out at me that I was like, Ooh, not, <laughs> Ooh example. Not Can you give an example? Cause I have no example. eye for that. <laughs> I'll give you one example, and it is the most nitpicky thing, but it's just one thing that just, like, disconnects. So you, know, you know when they go into the lab, and they're, like, searching? Yeah. Before we meet the white spikes, and you see the blood, and then there's actual spikes in the walls, right? Yeah. So production yeah. design-wise, right, all of these spikes were perfectly perpendicular to the wall. Oh. None of them were, like, on angles. Oh, like, there weren't no. straight. It was, like, it was, like, so perfectly designed that it kind of it kind of took me out for a second. And I was like, this is where you stray into like low budge territory or like, you know, he, real good. You know, so that was the guy thing. is a animation director first. Oh. Foremost. So this is his first live action movie. So maybe that is, you know, that's one of the things you could uh, in animation, maybe passes. True. Well, true. And I got to be fair, guys. I am on the same side of this movie kicks ass. If you saw me pumping my fists every time people said they liked it well, that, that's not pumping. This is pumping. Uh, and yes, I, w- I like to raise the roof. Now, yeah. I'm also a big fan of Doughboys podcast, mm-hmm. if you can see here. And mm-hmm. one of the hosts of Doughboys is in this movie. Yeah. Oh, the big dude. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, Mike Mitchell. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I recognized him, I thought. He, uh, one of the funniest people on the planet. I got the pleasure of working with him on another podcast a few years ago. Um, but since I'm such a fan of Doughboys, I've been hearing about this movie for three freaking years <laughs> on the podcast. And then when they were shooting it in Atlanta, they were doing like remote episodes where the other host would fly to Atlanta Whoa. And they would, of course, be talking about it there. And then the month of July of 2021, it was Tomorrow War Month. So every guest on the podcast was either the director, an actor, uh, uh, sound effects. You know, it was so great because I got this like perspective of the movie from crew and cast that mm. if I I probably wouldn't wouldn't have cared as much about the movie if I didn't, quite honestly. Mm. But I'm You're glad quite I the did. build up, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> It was exciting. Um, I didn't let me down. How about that? Um, That's good. Which character does he play? Uh, He plays Nora. I mean, he's the the uh, real big guy in the squad. And him and the girl, I think, get killed in the tunnel. Plays Cowan. Yeah. Was that the guy on, yeah. on the series Love, the Judd Apatow yep. series? Yeah. Yep. Like, oh, that's where I knew him from. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, choke yeah. out? Yeah, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. Funniest, funniest character on that show, too, in my yeah. opinion, because it's just so cringy. Anyway, back to Tomorrow War. Great I got a question for the heavy metal guys here, uh, you know, because you guys are all about that. One of the things I wanted to ask you guys about particularly, because I thought it was amazing, was the creature design. Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts on the aliens? Because I really want to hear that. So this movie came up on uh, our podcast a couple of episodes ago because we were talking about, I believe it was The Adventures of Adrian James, which is in um, the last issue of Heavy Metal Magazine. And I said, this reminds me of The Tomorrow War. And Brendan had not seen it yet. Um, But it was basically, it reminded me of um, like the scene in the, you know, when they're in the North Pole or whatever, where they're in their sacks, like their orangey yellow sacks. And so that's what it reminded me of. Um, I normally this is not my jam. I love a rom-com. I do like an action movie, but like rom-coms are my specialty. I was exactly the right amount of like creeped out, scared and intrigued by the um, by these the white spikes. I normally am much. Yeah, I'm normally a scaredy cat, but. I was like, oh my gosh, look at like these like tails, look at all this like disgusting teeth. I thought they were awesome. I liked the way that they moved. Um, I was very into it. I thought they showed them early enough. Like we weren't like, what are these yeah. monsters? Like I thought they we got right to it. Though. It took like 40 minutes to get to them, which I liked. Because I was like, yeah. what the hell are these things going to look like? Yeah, yeah there's great, really good buildup. Yeah. Build and I uh-huh. love the idea that they established very early on that they're sort of bulletproof as well. Yeah. They're intelligent. Yeah. Like that. I thought the design was amazing. I, yeah. I thought it was that. great because it's like a, it's, it's kind of like they have the predator mouth, the alien body. Uh, yeah. The one issue I kind of had, I wasn't... A, I wanted to see the spikes, kind of like what you said, Rob, do a little more damage. Maybe a guy gets it in the head or, you know, like this, the projectile, they needed projectiles, obviously, to be able to fight against these soldiers. I would have, I don't know, maybe not something better, but how many, like, what are they shooting? How many are in there? Mm. I don't know. I would have liked their little uh, organic pineapple. Spider-Man, Spider-Man webbing, Spider-Man webbing. Oh, there we go. In In the movie. Well, my very favorite scene is the one when um, they're in the like cave stuff and they're trying to capture the female and get her in the cage. That's my favorite one. And that's what really hooked me because I was like, oh, my gosh, look at the way that they're moving. Like one of them is taking on this whole group of all these like dudes. And that bites a guy in half. Yeah, that's what got me. That was the scene that got me. Boom. 
Yeah, yeah. Big, did, at any point, did at any point this movie, or when you're talking about specifically when they're capturing the female, did it scream Starship Troopers at any point? Yeah, you completely yeah. when oh, you yeah. go down on that. Yeah, it was, it was a, which I love Starship Troopers. Yeah. It screamed it, aliens to me. Really? I mean, yeah. Oh, like alien, like the James Cameron aliens. Yeah, the James Cameron mm. with the mother. And then it also yeah. screamed uh, uh, 13th Warrior to me. Oh, really? Go on. Like, uh, what are they, you, the flesh you know, <laughs> The mother of the window. <laughs> uh, when they figured out the language of the aliens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's a combination of a lot of movies for me, okay? They just threw everything in. Okay, let's throw the Ban of Steel and 13th Warriors slash aliens. It was a lot, you know? Yeah. Here's the thing. There's a lot of stuff happening right now with, uh, you know, that's soaked in nostalgia, let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think this movie did such a great job of using tropes that people uh, probably within our age group are uh, familiar with, but without like laying it on too thick. It wasn't yeah. like a ready player one. Uh, right. It was right. just like, right. like you're saying, Peter, this reminded me of that. And Brennan and Leah, you guys all had that. Um yeah. I just wanted to see if uh, producer Jeremy had any thoughts dependent on a uh, a alien or alien type space situations. Cause Jeremy, you're a Star Trek fan, right? I am. Yep. Star Trek, Star (laughs) Wars, big, big into a lot of comics too. Um, the, the, uh, the aliens actually remind me a lot of the Indominus Rex from uh, Jurassic yeah. World. Ooh. Oh yeah, they did have that but, long, yeah, longer snout. Yeah, it was it was white. It, you know, it had like kind of the crazy teeth. The thing about the alien design to me was that I don't know. They seem so dangerous one on one, but then not to go too far into the future of the movie, but when they're being swarmed by thousands of them, mm-hmm. like, I feel like it should have been insta death, but somehow they're able to fight them off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's yeah. true. I yeah. love that shot though. That was wild. It was like the cover of doom when the, when oh, she's shit. Falling, yeah. he's reaching and there's yeah. just a wide one there. I was like, that is bananas. Yeah. Wow. What about the, the jumps guys? Like I, I want to bring that oh, up with you guys. Yeah. yeah. It's like the beginning of predator with uh, Adrian Brody. Remember it's just smash cuts to Brody falling through the air. I was like, I always like a movie that opens with a guy falling. <laughs> I just wanted to ask because like the movie obviously starts with that sequence on the football field where like the training, like the, you know, the training military people come yeah. in this very peaceful jump. And then all of a sudden, like, oh. once we get in there, they're, like, smashing off buildings and falling. Yeah. It was like, what happened to the gentle side of this? They walked, they walked through a portal, right? They just walked down during the World Cup. Like, yeah. yeah. That would have been a great opening scene if they just started yeah. falling, though. <laughs> True. Well, what were you saying, Peter? Terminator 2. Never mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I will say. Did get back naked, Peter? Yeah, I was thinking about another time traveling movie <laughs> where, where well, someone falls through. Oh, I'm kidding. Okay, okay. Wait, what was that, Leah? I liked, I think the scene at the soccer game was sort of like what got me intrigued. Where I was like, what are we doing with this? But I found the scene when, and again, I will also say this I don't know anything about science or physics or anything like that. So I thought they gave me like enough of an explanation that I was like, all right, I'll believe them. But the scene when they start falling and they're in the pool, I hate when people fall on top of each other in a pool. Like I'm just like, oh, oh no, so spread yourselves out. And so that was very um, violent for me. I didn't like that. But 
I like that they don't expect me to understand science either. Like they they give me enough of an explanation and they buy it. So I'm like, okay, I'll buy it too, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm not a big nitpicker of movies. So I, I'm not a big fan of people who are like, oh, you know, I can't I really. Can't I have a nitpick. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I have a nitpick, and, it, and I think you guys know it's coming. All right, uh, okay. this movie didn't have an opening credit sequence. I mean, it's oh just wow, like, yeah, this is a know. big thing for it's Peter. A big thing for Peter. It only what? just dropped the title after yeah. the 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 catalyst is like, established. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. I didn't have that. You know the. You know, the intro, you yeah. know, the Star Wars, <laughs> Titanic, you know, right. find me in intro. That, you know, and, and credit sequences are oh, particular. Remember how yeah. we got we got denied from a from a film festival because they said our credit sequences for the yeah, ride and, and Destiny like, were too long. They're fucking amazing. <laughs> you guys are credit, credit obsessed, apparently. <laughs> get home? Yeah. Oh, yeah we well, there is something to be said about like telling the story of the movie in that first two minute credit sequence. Uh-huh, like if yeah. you can do something that gives you a vibe, but especially uh, cause we have the year, the like four, the five year jump, right? Yeah. From the yeah. football field to the, Right. Yeah. 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 To the five years and then and then twenty. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm going to be controversial and say no. I don't need credits at the beginning. I like them at the end. I like because I like to sit there at the end and then watch them and be like, oh, that's who that actor was, and oh, really? This person wrote that, and oh, like I like to after I've taken it all in, then know like the people's names. That's fair. Um, Yeah, I gotta I gotta say though. did I? I don't think it's a perfect film. I know, shocking, but uh, I felt the biggest thing for me was there was like tone issues. Yeah, like I agree. Was it a comedy? Was it an action film? It's a little bit of both. I think I, the action hit better than comedy. Yeah, well, the action definitely hit better than comedy, but the comedy worked. In those moments, like Sometimes, whenever, a, yeah. pretty much any time there was a quip or a joke, I was chuckling or laughing. But then <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, wait, now like this person got ripped in half. Uh, you I know, I don't think you can ever make a good adventure action movie without some sort of element of comedy balance in there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. The mm-hmm. only thing is, this is where I would have loved to have seen it on the big screen with an audience where maybe those would have landed a little harder. Yeah. yeah. Fair, fair. What what really nailed this movie for me was the acting. I mean, we weren't watching Kevin Costner in uh, Prince of Thieves. Okay, <laughs> this was like this was just perfect. Like they, I mean, like the, the emotional range of these characters was perfect. It got me, and that that's what. Other than you know, like okay, the credits. All right, I'll give it a pass. But the emotion, the emotion on these guys was just perfect i mean when he went and saw his dad and then you know when he when when his uh when his daughter you know is dying it was like wow this the emotional range of this movie is what really makes it you know other than like you know the nostalgia factor that i mentioned already how did we feel about the twist i mean obviously spoilers are sort of out the window at this point but how did we feel about the twist as far as like um you know who yvonne strahovski was playing oh did we see it coming yes I guess that it was his her, his daughter. 
Yeah. That was a twist. Yeah. I saw that coming from a mile away. Yeah. Oh. No, I feel like it was like. Happened. He, was, he, he was quizzing her about like quantum physics. She's seven. Let her go to bed. I didn't know it. And <laughs> when it started to. I I was understanding what was happening at the same rate that Chris Pratt's character was. Where I was wow. like, wait a second. And like, so maybe. It just you guys have the same minute. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't expect it until he finally. Like when they say Commander Forrester. Obviously, I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, it's his daughter. But I didn't have any suspicions up to that point that that mm-hmm. would be her. You know what I mean? It's a great uh, emotional hook, though. Obviously, yes. it, oh, yeah, it, it literally great. holds the entire movie together. But Without that, the, the movie's state. not as good. Yeah, True. yeah, it raises yeah. stakes, and you're more invested in everything. I thought the big twist was, yeah, someone this, brought these aliens here. Yeah, that's like who yeah. the hell brought these aliens? And now sequel I think we'll find out in the sequel. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's was the there thing. only one ship and. Yeah, the good ship lollipop. Now, uh, <laughs> here's the thing, Leah. I did start figuring out the the daughter twist there, but it still kind of threw me for a loop because I thought they were going to do something different with mm-hmm. his daughter. You know, I thought it was going to be, I, I don't know. I thought like maybe there was some sort of like genetic thing because mm-hmm. he had gone back and his dad was like kind of crazy bunker dude Um, conspiracy Santa yeah yeah conspiracy Santa Um, (laughs) Uh, well you do do need to say J.K. Simmons looks freaking hot in this movie like I don't know that I've left a lot of movies being like thirsty for him but in this one I was like happy about it dude that dude looked like a badass yeah he was like Jeremy Renner in uh, Wind uh, River with the sniper he was just uh, (laughs) popping fools or uh, what's his name Steven uh, the guy from Avatar the guy who plays the oh who's Steven Lang yeah. Lang, yeah, he reminds me of Stephen Lang. In, uh, don't breathe, you know. Like, don't breathe. There is no God. <laughs> that would be okay. A while. I yeah. think we're we've we've tiptoed around this a little bit, okay. and I know that we have varying opinions on movies and uh, actors in movies mm-hmm. and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Chris Pratt? the actor for this movie i know he produced it made it happen um his character seems to be a jack of all trades he's a scientist (laughs) he's a navy seal he's a you know he's a teacher he's a teacher he loves Mm -hmm. to educate but he's Um, not the guy for the job no not at all he can't even pick up his garbage cans (laughs) right um so i just wasn't sure if if everyone was on board with Chris Pratt, by the end of the movie, I was, but I'm always a little like, I'm used to Andy Dwyer. Took me a long time. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, if you pull Coster out of the bodyguard, just those slyer, his jokes were too big. You know, when um, Pratt does like a big, he does a big performance, I think. I would like, yeah, young Coster, put him in that role. I'm, I'm 12 <laughs> times happier. See, I was into Chris Pratt here. Now, look, Chris Pratt is not the reason I'm going to watch a movie, but like he's also not the reason I'm not going to watch a movie. So I was like, all right, let's see. And I think you sort of need somebody who, yeah, similar to Guardians of the Galaxy, can tiptoe that line where like he can you know, say a funny line, but also can pull off the action. And yeah. to me, like there was so much going on that I didn't really have to care a whole lot about his character. I mean, I want to hear what everyone else thinks about him too. I thought he was just fine. He did exactly what he needed to do. But for me, I was very invested in the Sam Richardson part of things more. Like oh, I was like yeah. rooting for him more and like invested yeah. in that more too. But mm-hmm. I thought Chris Pratt was totally fine and in no way made the movie better, but in no way made it worse. 
Sure. Okay. 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 <laughs> Fair. I don't have a problem with with Chris Pratt. I actually think Chris Pratt is a genuine movie star. Uh, I think that he's got a very uh, welcoming and like likable presence. Like you, you yeah. can't help but like the guy in any movie that you watch with him. Like even when he's like a goof in Gar- in. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Parks and Infinity Rec? War. No, or Infinity in- War because yeah. he plays more of a goofball in that one than in the other uh, installments of Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I'm still on board with him. You know what I mean? And I think that there's that quality of him that has that goofy side. But then, you know, like he can be like, I do buy him as military because I saw Zero Dark Thirty and I remember him yeah. being a new Oh, yeah. So yeah. He was I, good I, in that. Yeah, he was great. So, mm. so I do buy it. Uh, I think that, like you said, like it, I don't think it's like wow, like he killed it in this movie. No, I think it's just it's another Chris Pratt movie, and I and I had fun watching it. That's that's my opinion about it. Totally, I think he wants to be Tom Cruise, though. Sorry, yeah. Peter, you go. <laughs> See, Tom. Uh, um, look, Chris Pratt to me is <clears throat> he personifies like an everyman, mm-hmm. you know, and he has such great range in this film that I think he, I think. Uh, I disagree with you guys. I do think that he made the movie. I don't think he's like a movie star in the terms of like, ooh, Tom Cruise. But, oh, you know, like, like I mean, biggest. he brings it, you know, huh? I think Tom, Tom Cruise is, is like the, the biggest, biggest movie star on the planet. Yeah, yeah he so. is. That's a fact. Yeah. But uh, but uh, I mean, like he for me, I think he really did a, an amazing job in this film. And yeah, he, he was good. He was good. Yeah. He was, like I said, it was not Kevin Costner and uh, phoning it in, you know, and uh, <laughs> Peter's got has got a thing going on here. We're gonna need to dive into on the next episode of Magical at the Movies. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, but it is a Tom Cruise role. It is a it's, oh it's yeah. A, it's a, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's just a Tom Cruise, Cruise did that movie. True. It's called Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of tomorrow. Yeah. 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 tomorrow in the title, <laughs> which I I prefer Edge of Tomorrow. I will say. Yes. Okay. I prefer yes. Live, Die, Repeat. Now, <laughs> Whoa. there's supposed to be a sequel of that at some point. I heard. I, I, I don't think it made it. Yeah, it didn't. I think that got canceled, sadly. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah. What that did was they cool. tweet? Those designs were good. We're getting to a wrap up period of this. And I say that because we've been going for about a half hour and we're going to need to do our big takeaways and final thoughts. And with a room this full, we got to let it time to breathe, baby. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we dive into final thoughts though, I would like to throw to producer Jeremy and give you a couple of moments to just tell us your final thoughts on the tomorrow war. Yeah, well, I think at the end of this conversation is the perfect time for me to interject and say that I hated this movie. <laughs> um, I think I, I, my wife and I both couldn't make it through. We stopped an hour in. We've watched the second hour the next day. We were tearing it apart. It was uh, the only good actor in, in the whole thing was Yvonne Strahovski. Like, and it was bugging me when she would give her, like she was really emotionally invested. And you see Chris Pratt just going, like squinting and like <laughs> a lot. And, and there was, on your, are you talking about on the death scene, Jeremy? Like every time, like when she revealed, <laughs> yeah, that, that he had, did you feel that he, Jeremy that he was phoning it? <laughs> he, I, I think everyone in this movie except for her was phoning it in. I, the, it, it didn't land for me like at all. 
I also, the thing about it that really got me at the end, and this is the last thing I'll say, I'm sorry, but is that <laughs> he, he didn't seem great. to understand the idea that if he went back in time with the vial, that she was going to live. He watched yeah. her die and acted like this is some horrible thing. And then spent like 15 minutes of the movie acting like, what am I going to do? Like, dude, you've got the, the solution. Anyway, <laughs> Which, I, I got a second. I got to jump in on a quote because this is like my director side watching the movie going like when he does come back and he's got the vial and they're like, you wouldn't let us. He's like, oh, no, no, we got to go back and bring it back. And then just like, no, the jump looks broken. I'm like, are we supposed to think that this is all like, they won. Like they brought it back before yeah, the war right. there. The movie is oh, over at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, like it's okay. You don't have to go back to that future. Like just change it. Like you're okay. Right. Like, I agree with you on that. So what it was like, he never read an X-Men comic. He didn't understand that you go back. <laughs> you fix things. You things are, the dark future doesn't happen, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Uh, Leah, can we begin with you? on Absolutely. I think one of the things Jeremy was touching on, too, was that Chris does a ton of um, something happens and he looks very confused and he's like, how are we going to do this? And then he has a wait. I know like (laughs) he gets an idea and he like makes the face about it. And then they cut to the idea that happened with like the kid that loves the volcanoes, the whole thing. This happens like three or four times in the movie, though. And I'm like, okay, we've exhausted that. Like we understand how to do that. Um, My final thoughts are that I love this. The thing about it is that I just had so much fun watching it. And it's you're right. I will absolutely agree. It's not perfect. Um, But I just had fun watching it. And I just recommended it to people because I was like, it made me feel happy when I was done watching it. my are we gonna do f for effort is this my my um oh yeah that's a that's a little heavy metal thing right yeah just for our audience can you let us know what that is yeah so f for effort is that we love what we're talking about however if we were to provide any somewhat constructive criticism this would be it (laughs) and so my f for effort on this is that like Everybody died. Like I just feel like everybody dies well, in this movie. Part, Leah. No, I don't. Come I on. wanted some more people to live. Like at least a couple oh, more. Lame. <laughs> I I know. I know. Um, and so I just felt like I thought maybe the sequel was going to be impossible because I mean I guess you got Chris and you got you know Sam you got time travel. Yeah, you have enough anyone. people. Yeah, yeah, you could figure it out. But um, no, he came back. It just felt like a lot of people were re- they were really just knocking them off, and I was like, okay. So anyway, my the point of all this is to say I just had a lot of fun with this movie. Um, I'm glad that most of the people here also enjoyed it. Um, and that we're having this discussion. And yes, shout out to Yvonne Strahovski. Also, if you've never watched Chuck, she's very good in Chuck. So um, that's a TV show, not a movie. But um, she's also great yeah. in Mass Effect. <clears throat> oh, oh, she is in Mass Effect. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot yeah. that. Wow. Most people know her from Handmaid's Tale, but like I had to drop off of that after one season. That was too much. Too for scary, me, so. Leah. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely <laughs> too scary. Yes, understandable. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Brendan, let's go with you know what actually? Yeah. Let's pop from pod to pod here. Oh, there we go. Rob, do you want to give your thoughts? Sure. Um guys, your guys' comments has been have been amazing and like insightful. And it's always good to like see what other people think of a movie, you know, and and kind of like a group setting, right? But Mm, for me, I think that this movie struggles with an identity crisis. It really doesn't know what movie it wants to be. And I agree with uh, Rob, your, your sentiment before about tone. It, it sort of jumps back and forth in a weird way where like it doesn't dive quite as deep as I would need it to in certain areas. 
And in other ways it does. Like I would have narrowed the story down a little bit more. If you're going to have that theme of family and abandonment, right. Which is what, what, what the whole thing is with the setup. Yeah. And then, you know, he meets his daughter in the future. I would have rolled with that, but I would have had the father make the jump as well somehow. You know what mm. I mean? Like, like I would have had the father involved in the future and have it be like a family thing or whatever. I also would have toned down Chris Pratt's military background because he's talking about at the beginning where he's saying, I just want to do something that matters. I'm like, bro, you're a scientist. You were in the military. Like, <laughs> yeah. accomplished a lot. Like, what are you looking for, man? Like, yeah. you want to God next? Like, yeah. so, so to me, it's like, I would have toned that down. I would have made that more about family and stuff like that. But otherwise, like, look, the creature design, the the action was superb for me. Like, it really, like, like I, I, what I particularly loved, and I'll wrap it up with this, was the setup. It really gave me a sense of dread. So, uh, okay, it was, it was, it was, the buildup kind of gave me that anxiety. I'm like, oh my god, what is going to happen? You know, the jump, and then like they just get called in right away, and then they land in this future, and then all of a sudden these white, we don't know what they are and all that stuff. So, mm. I think that for me, that setup particularly was the best portion of the mm. film. So I'll leave you guys with that. Mm. Cool, Brendan. What about you, man? I think I found my new favorite Rob. He, uh, he said everything <laughs> I wanted to say, you know? The Damn. The, Damn. The first we'll see if you get invited to my LA cookout. So yeah. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, now I'm canceled. The 40, first 45 <laughs> mi- minutes build up is great. I say lose 80% of the quips, the Marvel like cinematic universe quips. You know, you don't need uh, these jokes all the time. But I was, I was much a much bigger fan of the action rather than comedy. You know, it was like a... The movie worked for me, but it didn't work as hardcore as it could. I think, as we mentioned before, Starship Troopers does it better. Mm-hmm. But um, love the kills. Big fan of those. And um, end the movie after they get the vial. And my F for effort, yes. mm-hmm. I'm going to take the volcano kid and throw him into a volcano. Oh, my God. I hate kids. I hate him. <laughs> and I hate everything about that part of the Damn. movie. Damn. All right, like, all right. Oh, this kid in this... Okay, so not only... We have the the kids in his class, his daughter's on the base, his dad's a pilot. It's like, how many coincidences do we need to help Chris Pratt solve the problem? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Right. right? Yeah. It's she almost like there's a cosmic unity making yeah. all of this happen. Oh, it's like a rival now. And uh, I will yeah. say this, because I did my every other wrong. Peter, I'm going to be quick, and then we're going to go to you. Um, oh, God. oh, I, 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 I'm, I okay, I end it. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to. Cherry pick a little bit of everyone, okay? Because that's just the type of guy I am. Mm-hmm. Leah, I indeed felt really good after watching this movie. And there are a ton of movies I watch that I do not feel good after watching. No. And most. Sometimes that's an okay thing, but that's not my intention of watching movies, especially ones that are close to three hours long. Uh, yeah, tonal issues, length issues, but guess what? I'm going to be there to see the sequel in theaters. Absolutely. 100%. Agreed. Peter. <laughs> okay. So uh, again, fun time brought back to, brought back a lot of nostalgia for me. I really enjoyed it. However, opening credits. I mean, I'm an opening credits guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> to make it more Superman esque, no pun intended. Uh, I, th- <laughs> I think that he should have gotten the job at the beginning to make him look like a 
you know, Superman. It would have been like, oh, yeah, I got the job. He's getting home. He's uh, uh, enjoying like his family time. Then all of a sudden, bam, then we get hit with that. You know, that's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That would have like made it like, oh, wow, this guy really knows what he's doing, you know, but instead, oh, he he didn't get it because, oh, he doesn't have any experience in the private side. This dude's literally Superman. What are you talking about? (laughs) But here's it it got away from me in the third act. And here's why. Okay, so they create the vial. Right. And then they he goes back. He goes back in time and, uh, you know, he comes up with this elaborate scheme to go and find, you know, they call, talk to Volcano Kid that's supposed to be thrown into Volcano, according to Brendan. <laughs> Joe. They get there. They get there. They inspect the ship. What is the next step that they should have done? I'll tell you what they should have done. Uh-oh. Why inject every, well, I mean, how many vials do you have? You got Jesus, each, each alien injected. The injected, bomb worked. Injected. Leave exactly. it, bomb it. Yeah, just, just up, put the up. fucking C4 in there. You're yeah. done. Yeah. Exactly. Yay. Yep. Hooray. I, agree. I, agree. I mean, wow. my I God, what are you guys doing? I was watching it and I was watching them like hit the the, the nano sacks or whatever they, the sacks of the embryos, whatever they are. And nano hit them. Sacks. And in, yeah, whatever they're called. They were in front of the nano sacks and injecting. I was like, did you guys literally bring enough? Did you guys literally bring a million vials? And to somehow, inject somehow they knew them? that it was going to be an injector. They didn't make like rounds out of this. Oh, yeah. it, was like, right. it, it was like, no, we're going to inject sacks. Also. It wasn't a cream to rub on the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like, you know what? You, you, you want to know how to kill these things? Laser Yo. beam. Yeah, no, but wow. really, the you need a couple of stormtroopers from Star Wars. They'll get the job done. Bring this everyone. Easy. Come on, yeah, we got an alien invasion. They have time travel, but they're they're still just using like rifles in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. laser beams. Like, like yeah. you know. Also, the thing that Chris Pratt says when he injects it and they die, he's like, "She did it." I'm like. Dude, you just saw her do it <laughs> in the future. Like, you know it works. So, He's like, shocked. Yeah, like, it's like, okay, all right. But just blow the ship up, end of movie. The like, queen gets out, uh, the, the mother of the Vendel right. gets out of the ship. Yeah. I'm about to blow up this chat because we're going to talk about this till the cows come home. Yeah. Uh, but I think everyone had really, really awesome things to say. And guys, I had a a whole lot of fun doing this. Um, Leah, Brendan, can you just tell everyone a little bit about Heavy Metal, Ma- Heavy Metal Magazine, the podcast for our Absolutely. audience? And we'll do the same about ours afterwards. One Perfect. thing I will just leave you with is that I did tear up when they did the airport reunion because airport reunions always make me tear up. And then when he went home when and the, the bodyguard was there. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah, that's that's when I cried. Just you didn't want anyone to end this episode not knowing when I almost cried. So okay. that's that. Um, I don't think I've been brought to tears during any of the heavy metal podcasts we've done yet. Um, but you know what? That's still a possibility. Um Brendan and I look at each issue of Heavy Metal Magazine and we discuss some of our favorite um, comics that are in there. Swamp God, current favorite. Um, also, Brendan is the author of Savage Circus. We like to discuss that one. I mean, I personally Ooh. like to discuss that one. I ask him Good a lot comic. of questions about it. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of fun and we end up talking about all kinds of things. We usually talk about companies that we'll never get sponsorships from. You're telling me about her star signs and uh, other oh, things. Oh, yeah. Astrology and fashion, I bring those elements to every episode um 
whether you like it's it or not. It's a learning experience. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, we're both learning a lot. Yeah, but, we are um, learning a lot. Yeah, it's a good podcast. It comes out once <laughs> every two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys should listen. Yeah. Absolutely. That's well, great. Uh, Brendan, I want to read those comics, man. So yeah, oh, I'll send them your way. Point. Yeah, please do, man, because uh, <laughs> I, I love them. Uh, question for you. Have you guys ever reviewed Saga at all or no? Oh, I love Saga. But no, but we only do yeah. the comics that are in heavy metal. But uh, maybe in future episodes, that is a hell of a comic. That might be a good. Yeah, bonus. Yeah, it might be a good bonus episode. Yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. a fun one. Yes, Jeremy, Leah, you like that down. one a lot too. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, that is uh, on the horn. <laughs> Rob, do you want to just give a little lowdown of what our podcast is? Sure. Yeah, guys. I mean, uh, we're magical at the movies with Rob and Rob. You can find us pretty much every week. We're on a little break right now between seasons, but we're pretty much on every week on heavy metal and uh, wherever other you can find podcasts. We love to do our little wild card episodes. We've had, we've had some great guests. Guys, this has been a phenomenal. Like, I've had a lot of fun with you guys. I hope we do this oh, it's again. A blast. You guys are a great yeah. bunch, man. Thank you. Can Hell you guys yeah. do uh, R- Rolling Thunder soon? Have you guys seen that movie? Oh. We haven't done yeah, it, but it can, well, let's add it to the season three. One of my list. favorite movies, yeah. And I, th- cool. I think it's a uh, it needs a little, uh, you know, a little shout out from everyone. It's it's, it's amazing. How about that? we do it on a crossover episode at Magical at the Movies? Yeah, Well, then Leah gets to choose idea. one too. So we choose. Double I would twenty seven dresses, just so you know. So hey. <laughs> that is a hell of a. That is We've a done the sweetest a, uh, thing. Double. So. I love the sweetest thing. That's yeah. A good yeah, that was a uh, Peter's suggestion, right, Peter? Wait, who t- yeah. who chose uh, the job, uh, Wind of the Lion? Oh, oh Lion, Lion and Winter, Winter Peter. Lion and Winter, one of my favorite movies. I was like, I was, oh, yeah, I was shocked you guys covered it. That was great. Oh yeah, yeah I love a tool. Any movie. Oh yes. Oh, I love it. All right, I'm hell yeah. Love loyal listener now i i do think we should also do a shot trivia with this bunch because uh, oh, it would probably be a fun one so what is, oh, all right that sounds we, we fun do, we do trivia but the yeah. the twist we all ask each other questions and you know since we're all sitting about but the thing is like if you get the answer wrong you have to take a shot of tequila <laughs> that's a win-win coming it, uh, it gets pretty saucy at the end yeah. so i think we should do that, it sounds like yeah can we yeah. do that every day? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think we will have to call this an end of Heavy Metal Magazine, the podcast, or Magical at the Movies with Rob and Rob. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe on every podcast platform ever and leave ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts for both shows. And with that, I've been Rob Schulte with Peter Magical, Rob Federick, Leah Palmieri, Brendan Columbus, Jeremy Siegel, and this was a great live stream. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. See you in the tomorrow. Thank you guys. Go and twist. Yes. This is so rated. <laughs> Woo!